Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of Confessions of a Letting Agency. And today we have a special guest in our podcast room. And um, this gentleman is a specialist in commercial and investment property. Um, Fergus, how are we doing today? Fergus is from Nailers Gavin Black. I got that right, That's Fergus. That's correct, yeah. Very well, thank you. And um, you guys are in Newcastle and have offices, sorry, in Newcastle and you cover the whole of the, the North East. That's correct, yeah. yeah. Um, office in Newcastle. I actually live locally. All right, um, okay, in Teesside area. Hutton Rugby. Right, oh, not oh, far, not yeah. far away. Very nice. And um, yeah, so we've got Fergus in today because we always, obviously we're a residential agency and we always talk resi stuff, but um, a lot of our listeners and me personally have been wanting to get an expert in commercial property and investment in and uh, we've twisted Fergus's arm and I'm going to ask him some questions for half an hour and really pick his brains on um, that side of things. So um, Fergus, we always start these things. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you started, how you ended up in property and... Yeah, your bit of a story, please. Oh, uh, yeah, if you've got a while. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so um, I was interested in geography at school. Right. Um, I spoke to parents about where we should go, what we should do. Uh, not much future in geography, potentially, but my uncle, who was a quantity surveyor, said, don't do quantity surveying, do general practice surveying. That's where there's more... Uh, opportunities for you so right. cut, cut a long story short Newcastle Polytechnic as it was in those days um, estate management degree um, qualified uh, about 89 and then qualified as a surveyor in 92 working down in Norfolk right so you finished your degree and then you got you got a job opportunity two years yeah two years sort of tra- um, it's called the it was called the TPC at that time the right. tra- training and professional competence to become a chartered surveyor uh, then uh, yeah I uh, uh, moved back to Newcastle uh, for family reasons right so you did a couple of years down there a couple of years down in Norfolk, right yeah back up north not much then. going on in Norwich commercially. I was going to say yeah I was thinking that actually when <laughs> you mentioned quiet. it yeah, yeah. well back up to Newcastle then landed in a new job here. Yeah, I worked for Story Sons and Parker, who were very big and very big down here in Teesside as well at the time. Okay. Um, uh, and I think I stayed with them eighteen months, two years, and joined uh, Bill Naylor, who had started Naylor's Chartered Surveyors in nineteen ninety. Um, it was just me and him in the in those days, and now Naylor's Gavin Black. We merged with Gavin Black in ninety one. Uh, sorry, we we merged uh, with uh, uh, Gavin Black in. 2019 right uh and were they a competitor at the time or just a different aspect of commercial sort of competitors they're all very right. friendly and, okay and, and, uh, all, all the surveyors in town all, all, all get on with each other right. but yeah they were a competitor okay. really. fair enough yeah um and uh, so we're up to uh, 30 staff now wow decent sized um firm and yeah. what do you guys what's like your bread and butter service and what are the service do you, do you cover uh Bread and butter latterly has become property management. So we okay. manage a lot of commercial property, both in Newcastle, the northeast, and further afield. Um, Agency is a big part of what we do. Right. So almost like because we're a resi agents, similar sort of business model. We give you a property to manage. It could be like a, a supermarket or you know retail park. You guys manage all the tenants, manage all the income of the rents, take your percentage. Is it a similar sort? Uh, of? That, that's what our management team do. Okay. Yeah. Then we right. do. We do the agency, we do the building surveying, okay. so schedules of condition surveys, Right. Uh, we do valuations, we do landlord and tenant work. So the whole 
what we call general practice surveying right. firm. Okay. Do you, do you sell do you sell properties as well, or is that a different? That's, that's fairly substantial part of what we oh, do. Yeah, do selling and letting of commercial property. Brilliant. Brilliant. And what um, what's hot at the moment in the northeast? What is what is doing well? Um, everything at the moment, I guess. But what specific areas? Well, in particular, logistics, manufacturing, okay. so industrial. Right, of course. Um, we've been involved with um, some fairly substantial deals in 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 the northeast. Um, uh, but yeah, the investment market and the occupational market. They all weren't commercial property, and supply and demand uh, means that rents are going up, prices are going up. Right. Yeah. So that sounds like the same as same as uh, residential at the moment. Mm. What happened in the start of um, lockdown one? Then was it was it was it similar to Resi? I keep referring to Resi, but did it slow down a little bit? Or I, I think um, sort of. You can't compare lockdown one with the recession of no. two thousand and eight, but we felt very much. The same as that. So, um, when we were locked down for two weeks, we thought, "Wow, what, what are we going to do right. now? You know, where is business going to go?" And we really didn't know. Yeah, at that stage, you have some, some tenants calling you and saying, "We're going to yeah. have to look at this rent. We're not going to be able to pay." Yeah. them sort of conversations. Yeah, there was a lot of um, on the management side. There was a lot of negotiating with tenants, lease you know, changes to lease, right. so so they would get a bit of rent free. Okay. And in return for extending leases at, at the other end, there was a lot of positive relationships with tenants in, right. in terms of negotiating, you know, to, to help them out really as much as, as we could. Um, but interestingly, the manufacturing side really went off the scale at that point. And, right. and fortunately for me, you know, I was instructed to sell three uh, quite substantial industrial properties on Team Valley. Right. Um and uh, yeah, we, we we did quite well out of those. Or the you know the vendor did did well out of those. Did they just fly then? I bet I can imagine there was a lot of interest, and in they just yeah. I mean, there would have been more had we left it a bit later. But but as I say, this was in the depths of um, right the COVID and, and lockdown. And so you know, even getting people to look at property was was a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did it. We did. Um, okay out of that and as i say that sector has continued to perform really okay. outperform all the other sectors by a long way um and in different areas so retail is still doing okay or is it up and down in certain parts retail took a massive tumble uh in in covid yeah um but then from an investment point of view there's always investors that are counter cyclical mm-hmm. so while everybody's looking at industrial and everybody's moving away from retail yes then there's a subsector that, well, hang on, everybody's moving away from retail. Let's look at that again. And so there's always activity. Yeah. Um, no matter sort of where, which direction the market's going in. We were talking just briefly before we came into the podcast room about, because um, a lot of our clients, and I'm sure some of you as well, are starting to do a lot of these commercial to resi conversions. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good deals around, I guess, especially some around centres of towns and cities. Certainly in Darlington, there's been quite a few good... Are you finding that the same or...? Less so now. There was more, um, particularly with the pl- the way planning worked. So PD rights yeah. in, in terms of... There was a lot of redundant offices around Yes, in good residential locations. And to cut a longer story short, you could basically um, convert those residential... Uh, commercial areas into residential spaces without a need for a planning PD, concern yeah, so yeah. yeah there was a lot of that going on yeah 
particularly in Newcastle. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, you know, for someone like like you know, I know residential, but I, I don't know commercial at all, really. If I was wanting to invest in in commercial, or for anyone that you know who's listening, and um, you know, might have a pot of money sat there and mm. wanting to invest in commercial, where would you start? What advice would you give? Um, you know, what's good to invest for a beginner? And we always say, you know, start off with a few single buy to let if it's resi. You don't dive straight into a HMO or commercial resi conversion. What sort of advice I could think, you give there? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say this is a good starting point. Again, we were talking before, uh, a number of our smaller investors have started with residential portfolios. And as they've got older or or as their portfolios got bigger, they found the management side of it just too intensive. So they might sell 10 houses and buy one commercial property. So instead of 10 leases that where you've got to repaint and rebuild the, uh, yeah. the house every year. Yes. Going to commercial where... You yeah, I might have one unit and it's a lot straightforward. Void yeah. uh, for, for a short period of time or, yeah. or, or what have you. Um, I would say this, wouldn't I? But I I would phone the investment agents that, that cover your, your patch. Okay. A lot of what we do doesn't come to market. And, and in fact, in some instances, we... Um, we we do say that if a PDF or a brochure has come through the door, it's almost too late. So um, so you're doing a lot of off market deals. Always. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we'll get clients that say, you know, I've got this property, I need to sell it. I don't want you to to go wild with it. But who do you know? So so you know, I've spent twenty years building up relationships with owners and investors. Yes. Um, but I would what I would say to new investors, and we do get this all the time just phone us up tell us what your requirements are okay and start building that relationship relationship with the investment agents yes yeah. you have to pay a fee yes if we're successful yeah a finder's um, fee that's it's a finder's, finder's fee, fee yeah. yeah yeah and um and, and and but but what you find is it's not just a fee for introducing a, a property you get the advice as to why you should buy it mm. You get your hand held all through the legal process, yeah. and and you only pay the fee if you're successful. Yeah. So, you know, it, it is, in my opinion, worth it. But but also a good place to get a foot in the door. Yeah, it's it's funny you should mention that, and I'll just mention it. Um, yeah, it's actually coming more popular now in residential. Actually, we call it sourcing and deal packaging, and um, it's not heavily regulated. Obviously, residential, so there are some absolute cowboys that do it. But if if you get a good deal sourcer and packaging residential. It is absolutely pays for itself, as you say, getting the right advice. They'll help you in the right location. You think to yourself, why would I pay that? Why would I not just pick the property off right move? But, you know, it's it's everything that comes with that. It's the advice. It's the, it's the it's, it's everything. Yeah, so... You, you see it more absolute, and more on the TV programmes, don't you? You do, you do. <laughs> so it is absolutely pays for itself. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I don't know why you agree with this. I always say people, the start from property, often the mistake they make is not getting the right advice, not speaking to the right people, and they just go out and buy a property because they like the area and they haven't done any numbers, they haven't, you know, and yeah. it can be a big mistake. Um, in commercial, Ollie, I'm just reading a question that Ollie wanted me to ask you um, from our office. Um, and in, in commercial, are there any no money down deals you can buy in property when i'm say that so using certain strategies like um lease options rent to rents um things like that and obviously you can use options and things and, and strategically do that but is, is there quite clever ways you can acquire property take control of property without using too much of your money we, we do that's obviously we do get involved on the residential development side of things okay, and, yes. and, and that's that's familiar there the, the, the problem 
to the problem we have or investors would have is there's so much money out there. I know times are really hard for people course, and, yeah. and, and it's very difficult, but those with have got money and yes. there's a lot of people want to, yeah, for okay. whatever reason, safe as houses, the old phrase, they yeah. want to invest in commercial property. Yes. So if you're selling a property, you're going to want somebody that's going to do it quickly, that's yes. got the cash. Fair enough, yeah. That's got a bit of a track record. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, when I talked about these commercial, um, the industrial investment, you know, we we have a short short shortage. List. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We go out and and then we go to final and best. Yeah, and then okay, sometimes yeah. they go to second round final and so best. So they're going to go with the cash buyers of the cash. They're going to go with the people but, that are going to perform. But, but actually, you're actually absolutely right because these strategies in residential actually work best when the market is in a bad way, uh, and and um, it may be the same commercial. Yeah, you're right. In a, in a strong market like this, you know, then below market value deals or anything don't really exist because you've got a pot of investors with you know yeah. pockets. And sometimes. If, a majority of commercial properties, particularly where if they are struggling, will have banks behind at the back of them. Of course, yeah. So structuring deals can be difficult. Absolutely. That comes on to my next question. How, how, again, I think I think you've answered this one to be honest already, Fix. But how, how would you find a good deal? It, it's building relationships with agents, which you've which you've said. Yeah, but 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 you know what is a good deal to you? So you can buy a co-op. They'll give you a five percent return, guaranteed twenty-five year lease with fixed rent reviews. Okay. Or for this, let's say for a million pounds, or you can spend a million pounds on a big office block that is going to bring you in double that return, ten percent, eleven percent, twelve percent. But it's risk profile. It's more hands-on. Well, yeah, and or the tenants might go bust, and then it's harder to relet okay. it. And, yeah. And so it's about risk profile. So it's it's no different to any other investment yeah. vehicle. It's um return and reward so, so so you would almost often if, if this investor has a million pound you would you would perhaps sit and they say Fergus I want to invest this million pound and you would sit down and go you know work out their risk appetite or, or yeah. risk profile where they sit with that what the strategy is and that's kind of then you would sort of look, so, help them find something so over 15 years 20 years we build up quite a, a, a cross-section of um, relationships with various clients and at one end we've got people like Aberdeen Investment Fund, um, CBRE Global Investors, you know, the big pension funds where, where if yeah. you invest in a pension fund and they invest in commercial property, yeah. that sort of thing. And we buy shopping centres and we buy... Okay. Uh, so we've got all that and their risk profile is his ex. Okay. Uh, and then you've got you know the guy that, that has got um, 350 grand that he wants to put into a SIP or a SAS. That yeah. This is a... It's a different podcast, yeah, Sips and yeah, Sassy. Yeah, yeah, Sassy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they want to buy a little office building like the one we're sitting in now yeah. and put that into their pension fund. So yes. it's a real cross-section. Yeah, so it completely depends. Yeah, it's the same as on the on the person, the, the company, the fund. Depends on the what, fund, what yeah. they want yeah. and, and what their attitude to risk is. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, there a, is there a mistake you see, and this could be the smaller investor or even the larger investor that's, that's common in commercial that people tend to make, um, you know, in, in residential, people buy often with the heart because they like the area, but they might have not actually worked out the numbers. Is there something similar? Yeah, in uh, yes. Not doing the homework yes. or getting carried away with um, falling in love with a building. That you know, um, I was going to give you, I can't, difficult to give you examples, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, you know, you do need to have a building survey done on it, depending on. Okay on you know what the repairing obligations are you you wouldn't necessarily need a building survey if it was a new building and the co-op were occupying and 
they were required to repair it. But yes. if you're going in and buying an empty shop that you're going to let get a building survey done, Absolutely. you never know what, what horrors might be there. Okay. And that, that's one of the biggest things. I would but you've say. seen people not have them done before and dive straight into well, a deal. They get carried away. They know they've got a tenant for it. They get carried away with, with, with the story and, and don't take the right advice. Right. Right. Okay. That, that's a big one. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was just going to ask you a little bit about, because um, I get excited about, I know Graham does, um, who has recognition, um, just about the North East in general and how you, how, again, I know we've got this recession looming and, and there is a lot of, you know, negative press out there, but from a positive point of view, an optimistic point of view, the North East seems like it's going places at the moment. And how do you feel about that? And what do your clients say? Just a general overview of business in the North East. Yeah, um I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm passionate about it, having lived here most of my uh, life. Um, uh, I, I, I think the way we describe it to investors into the region, and we're talking the bigger investors, that, that, that there's value in the northeast. So we've heard of some transactions going on in the southeast on commercial uh, logistics properties where the returns are like one and a half percent i mean it just right. it makes no that's all based on future rental growth which right. is not guaranteed okay whereas here we're six percent six and a half seven percent in the right. northeast you can buy an office building capital value uh, as an investment in uh, up here for a hundred hundred and twenty five pounds per square foot okay um you know it's Way that many, uh, you know, way more expensive in in the southeast. Um, mm-hmm. But also, the cost of construction—you can't build an office building for a hundred or hundred and fifty pounds no. a foot. Yes. So nobody's going to be building new ones either. So I'm not. So value and price are not the same thing. Right. Okay. Um, but there is a perceived value that if you're buying something for a hundred hundred pounds a foot, you can't really yes. lose out. Yes. But um, no, no, that, that makes complete sense. But yeah, but the northeast of the whole, you know, you still feel like demand is reasonable. And again, um, certainly where we're sitting now in the Teesside area, yes, um, I'm buying into the whole story of Teesside and Teesworks and and Darlington and Treasury, and, and, and Treasury, and, yeah. what's going on? And I've got clients, you know, national clients that yes. are saying, buy me a an office building in Darlington or, right. uh, or, or find me uh, in a site in, in, uh, uh, you know, on, on Teesworks. And they're not from we, this, they're not from this area and like, no, 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 get me a place. Yeah. And, yeah. And, but, but they've been watching the press and right. hearing the stories and what have you. And, yes. and, um, Tees Valley, uh, are, are very, um, joined up. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so the whole area is getting a good promotion and there's actually the availability of more land, down here than there is further north in the northeast. Yes, um, but yeah, generally, yeah, I, I think the northeast, as I said at the outset, is, it, there is um, there's value. There's value, yeah, and, and coming potential. And can you see? You know, I know it's difficult to say, and um, I get asked this in for the resi side of things. But um, do you see much? You know, further growth, capital growth over the next five, ten years. What what's coming? You know, what's happening up here? Um, Northeast is always steady, steady yes. away. And yeah. and if you, if I look at my files, <coughs> uh, my paper files from uh, thirty years ago, in some instances, values <laughs> haven't actually moved on that dramatically. Yes. Um, you know, uh, uh, but it's steady away. Steady away. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, just I actually wrote down um, SAS question mark before you even mentioned SAS, and I just want to ask you about this just quickly because SAS is quite a popular strategy in residential, actually, that mm-hmm. I've, I've been learning about myself only, only uh, last year. And um, it's popular for for an investor to use SaaS as like, and yeah. I know, and it is a different conversation, I know, but it's it's good for a tax wrapper for that commercial asset. Yeah, within that SaaS, is that is that what you find? For, for the smaller investor, for the small investor, um, yes, for yeah, the small we've, investor, we've certainly got people that um, are, are buying through SaaS for tax reasons, Absolutely. and it does seem to make a lot of sense. Yes. I'm not yeah. sure you can't. Is that? Can you buy a residential? Was that SIPs you can't put into a residential? Yeah, you, you can't put residential into SIP, but right. SAS you can. But yeah. SAS you can. SAS you can right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a real, it's a real good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so certainly heard about it, and we've got advisors that want yeah. to talk to some of our yeah. clients about it. I'm not yeah. sure how much traction it's got at the minute, but yeah. Um, I think it's been around for ages, but actually, it only seems to have heard it about it this year or last. It seems to be fairly it, newish yeah. within the. Yeah, it's, if if you've got a, a decent IFA or something like that, yes, will advise you, you on that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as we I don't want to keep you too long, Fergus. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about commercial wise that I might have missed to ask you? What 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 else have you got going on at the moment yourself in business and? Um, Anything else we need to talk about before I ask you about a, a good story? <laughs> oh dear. Um, it, yeah, I, I just think um, that that it's it's exciting in the northeast, as, yeah. as we've already said. That, yes. You know, particularly the the, the, the Teesside area. Um, there's a lot of investment uh, in Newcastle, yes. which is where Tyneside. where I'm based. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we we have a great relationship with the city council and. Um, are, this, are the Saudis buying up everything? Is that I've heard bits and pieces. The Saudis um, are involved in the development on the old Bank of England site. I mean, that is such big news for for, wow. for Newcastle. Where is that? Sorry, the Bank of England site. So um, basically, if you come off the um, Time Bridge, it's straight. It's that oh, area course, straight yeah, in front yeah, of you. Sorry, you see the yeah. cranes up That's there, right, up yeah. there now, and, and they've bought that. Then sorry, yeah, they're developing, developing it. Yeah, there, there, there is a small involvement, I understand, from the Saudis in that team that are, are developing it. Right, okay. um, But there'll be 9,000 new jobs coming into the centre of Newcastle. Wow. That, that is going to have a massive impact on uh, the, the environs ar- around there. Yes. Um, and the City Council are very much promoting life sciences. We're involved in life sciences um, right. uh, on the old Newcastle Brewery site. Okay. Um, what does life sciences mean then? Sorry, it's particularly relevant at the moment with COVID. And it's all all pharmaceutical. Oh, pharmaceutical. De- de- sorry. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of investors that are life science investors. It's quite. If you can imagine, a building is quite um, has to be specifically developed for laboratories and right. and what have you. You couldn't just you know plug plunk it into an office. Of course. So there are a number of developers that are developing laboratories. I guess is. Easiest way of putting it, and, yes. and and that seems to be where where the interest is at, is at the minute. Right, um, there's a lot going on. Yeah, exciting. Um, so yeah, before before we finish, have you got anything that comes to memory? Any um, funny stories or any like achievements or any claim to fame as you've had over the last uh, twenty years in, in the industry? That's more. Of it. <laughs> not not really, is the answer, or not, or not that I can think of on on the off the hoof. I think it's just a slightly embarrassing story when I. I'd literally just come out of Newcastle Poly first job. All right, yeah. First job down first in Norfolk. This sounds a good one. Was to sell a church. Right. And so how do you value a church when you're fresh out of college? And right. and then all of a sudden there is a 
uh, an interest from the media. They they get to know that this church is on. So you know, uh, along come the cameras from Look East, um, <laughs> and and. I don't think it was live. I think they did record it and and chopped out quite a lot of it from memory. Asked me lots of questions about oh, this no. church and lo- oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And th- thank goodness, I think it might even before video day. So my parents don't have a copy, but uh, yeah, that that was probably the low light of. Oh right, <laughs> um, goodness me! I bet you felt right on the spot though. Yeah, just uh, right. It, it, you it you was getting, a, yeah, yeah, rubbing the headlights type thing. A, yeah. a little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my my employers found it hilarious though. So all oh, right. <laughs> um, but Fergus thank you very much um, for coming in today and thanks for your time no problem I really Get appreciate that and um, yeah it's been great great insight into the commercial property world in the northeast. and I've definitely learned a few things there but um, if any of you our listeners would like to um, speak to Fergus get hold of him I'm sure they can contact you at uh, Neil is Gavin Black it's and all um, on the website on yep. the website have a Google and uh, yeah thank you very much for listening thanks Fergus thank you